welcome to Coco's latest bite. I'm Chef Arlene Coco, a chef, entrepreneur, and culinary instructor. Every week, I'll share my latest bite inspired by nature's seasonal bounty. So pull up a chair at my table and let's talk cooking. Hello, everybody. Chef Coco here, and you're listening to Coco's latest bite. Welcome to my kitchen. One of the greatest lessons one can learn in the kitchen is how to work organized and efficiently. I've spent my career teaching staff and students how to work smarter, not harder. In this week's episode, I share some of the secrets I have learned from logging decades of hours behind a stove. So pull up a seat at my table and let's get cooking. You're listening to Coco's Latest Bite with Chef Arlene Coco, a show for cooks who were inspired by nature's bounty. You know, my mama never used recipes for savory cooking. She may have thumbed through a magazine or watched a show on the Food Network for inspiration, but her repertoire was in her head. This will make it taste good, she used to tell me. Over the years, I learned not much was written down. So I asked a lot of why questions to understand her motives behind the flavors. And eventually, I wrote a cookbook about her recipes. I had to find my way with my repertoire that included her sensibility, but I had to add my own culinary twist. Some things she approved of, and some things she just smiled and said, Oh, I'm sure it'll taste good. I knew this was true because if there is one thing I learned from my mama, it was knowing what good tastes like. Today, my mission is to share my knowledge of over three decades behind the stove and some of the lessons I learned along the way. So if you're trying to level up your cooking, I always say make a commitment to learn a new technique every month or a new skill and practice it. Over the years, a few of my techniques I've worked on have been like making pasta from scratch with friends. That's always really fun. I made sausages once because I couldn't find the sausages that reminded me of home. So I thought, well, I'll try making my own. And it came out great. Making cheeses and yogurt from scratch. I do things like perfect my pie crust and fillings around the holiday times. And, of course, my sourdough bread baking is an ongoing journey that I have been doing for years, and I continue every month to try a new way of baking sourdough bread or using sourdough starter or something along that lines. I've also taken on projects with friends like deboning poultry and everything from quails to turkeys. And also things like making sushi or the perfect stir-fry when I come back from my travels from Southeast Asia. My travels influence me quite a bit on the new techniques and methods I want to learn because they're still fresh in my mind when I come back from the trip. Well, the list goes on, but you get the idea. Pick something that that you've been thinking about that you'd like to master. Read all you can. Go to YouTube. Watch Talk to people who you know that make it 
and practice and practice again till you get your desired results. When I was studying for my certification to teach cooking classes, I had to research all the major culinary subjects. And it was really quite a feat, including food science and nutrition. My certification as a CCP, which is a certified culinary professional, taught me how much I really didn't know about cooking. So I'm still learning every day new ways and new ingredients to make my cooking just a bit more interesting. So today I'm going to share some of these tips with you. Now these can go from a novice to an experienced cook alike. Learn how to build flavor in your dishes. Always start with the aromatics or your mirepoix, which is onion, celery, carrots. And it's always two to one, twice as much onions to celery and carrots. Now in Louisiana cooking, the aromatics are onion, celery, and green pepper. This is known as the holy trinity, with the pope being the garlic. And this is the first step for flavor in lots of dishes. I always teach my students a lot about seasoning because coming from Louisiana, seasoning is something you learn at a very young age and it's almost innate. But seasoning things all the way through, layering your seasonings as you go, is really a good way to learn how to cook. Season carefully. As my mama says, you can add, but you can't take it away. Now, this is especially true for salt. I always like to add my seasonings to my, some of my, like, if I'm using Creole seasoning or dry Italian herbs, I put that in my mirepoix when I'm sauteing it so the dry herbs will wake up and bloom. Acid, like lemon juice or wine, adds a bright finish to a dish, particularly soups, stews, things that have a cream base to it. It really makes it more interesting. Fresh herbs have the best flavor if you add them in at the end, and it will retain the green color and taste. Now, you can use dry spices to start and match an additional layer of flavor but if you, let's say you use a little bit of rosemary, if you're making a dish, a stew, dry rosemary, and then at the end you finish with fresh rosemary, always finishing in with parsley, green onions, those kind of things add an additional layer of flavor. Now, storing your fresh herbs while we're talking about herbs, if you store them in a glass of water like flowers with a plastic bag, you see the produce bag that it comes with, on top and tuck it in and refrigerate it, you'll get a lot longer shelf life with it. You want to cut the bottoms off occasionally to extend the life if you keep them. But I've kept herbs and um, my refrigerator for up to 10 days like that. A roux is a base of a multitude of dishes. It's equal parts by weight, not by volume. So you kind of have to make roux intuitively adding more flour or oil, more oil as you need it. Now, also remember a liquid measuring cup and a dry one are two different systems. So don't mix and match them. So if you're using, you have a set of dry cups, you want to use that for flour. And if you have a liquid cup, which is usually the glass or Pyrex uh, measuring cup, you want to use that for liquids. And don't 
mix and match them. I also tell people to learn how to bake with a scale. It'll up your baking game to the next level. You'll really learn the basics of science when you learn how to bake with a scale. It's hard to explain, but trust me, it really helps to come out with a better product because it's more precise. And you can also scale up and scale down if you use a scale. Now, some other tips I have are things like when you use potatoes and apples, leave those skins on. They have more nutrients that way in the skin. And my students always ask me about freezing things. And I say, you know, you can freeze just about anything, but how it thaws and how it cooks, tastes after it's cooked, is a different story. I stay away from freezing potatoes because they get really watery. I also tell my students you need to learn how to cook by temperature of doneness and not necessarily by time because all ovens are different, all equipment is different, right? Now this is especially true for meats and breads. Usually people ask me, well, how long do you cook a roast? And I say, well, I cook the roast to 140 degrees. I don't really necessarily cook it for any amount of time. I just check it occasionally till I get to that and then I pull it out and you have to remember 10 degrees over well it's called carryover heat if you pull a roast out at 160 and it will carry over to 170 by the time it's done so keep that in mind when you are roasting things now with bread I like to go up to 200 degrees and I cook to brownness with breads because I like my breads a little darker. So a so few other tips that I've learned along the way are freezing your mirepoix for soup gives you a head start when you're busy. Remember the mirepoix is onions, carrots, celery, especially when there's an abundance in season. I'll have friends that have gardens that will bring me five or six pounds of peppers and I just chop them all up with onions and celery and I throw them in the freezer so if I want to make a quick gumbo or soup I'll have at least that part done and when you're making soups and stews and moist cooking techniques if it's frozen it's not going to matter that much now for our equipment I always recommend using quarter and half sheet pans to set up your prep for cooking your mise en place, which means you're put in place, is how you organize yourself ahead of time of cooking to keep everything in one place and measured. And I also tell my students, pull all of your ingredients and all of your equipment before you start cooking and read your recipe twice just to make sure you have everything. Because the last thing you want to do is start cooking and realize you don't have a critical ingredient. Many times you can't stop and go to the store because you're in the middle of it. Labeling everything in your fridge makes it more organized. And use what we call in the restaurant industry the FIFO method. First in and first out. Now when you're cutting, using your cutting board, you always want to put a wet towel. You can do a paper towel or a sponge towel or a cloth under your cutting board or a bowl if you want to keep it from slipping. This is one of the things that are critical when you are using cutting mats and cutting boards in a professional kitchen. 
Also, while you're being organized in the kitchen, you want to label all your jars. I like to use painter's tape and Sharpies. That's what a lot of folks use in professional and personal kitchens. Write the expiration date on the box for items in your pantry and a marker. Then that way, you won't let them go too far past the date. And a couple of other um, things about specific items. If you have ginger... You want to freeze your ginger root, grate it with the skin while frozen. The skin will fall away. It's a really nice way when you can buy ginger in a fair amount of quantity and just freeze it and pull it out when you need it. So these tips, you know, they will have great, they'll help you in the kitchen to have greater success. I always used to say, focus and finish. We would tell that to each other. Do one task at a time, then you want to move on to the next one. A job is not done until the the tools are put away. So that means your ingredients, your tools, and everything put away. And of course, I love to say, cook once, eat four times, especially with grains that hold and freeze like rice. So those are a few of my tips just off the top of my head. Uh, My blog, I'll also have handy tips just for the newbies. If you're just starting to cook and looking for some tips. And if you're a seasoned cook and you want to review some tips that you may know, you can check my website. So hopefully you will use some of these tips and you learn something. And if you have any questions or cooking questions, I'm working on a segment to the call Ask the Chef. And you can reach me through my website at ArleneCoco.com. Just um, leave me. You can reach me through email through there and email your question and I will collect them and answer them. So until then, have a wonderful time in the kitchen and have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coco's Latest Bite. Want to reach me? It's easy to connect with me on my website, arlenecoco.com, A-R-L-E-N-E-C-O-C-O.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook, so please comment, like, and share with your friends. Now you'll find more information about each episode in the show notes, which will link back to the website and the blog. So don't miss it. Have a great day.